Hey love, my name is Brittany Pollard and you are now rocking with the Everyday Intentions podcast, your source for real conversation centered around stepping into your personal power one intention at a time. This podcast is all about owning our voice, taking up space, expressing ourselves and moving through life at our own pace. You are invited to the magic. So let's roll. What is up, my people? Welcome back to the Everyday Intentions Podcast, where we talk about how to reclaim our voices, take ownership of our spaces, and create the lives we want to live through small, daily intentions and actions. And as always, I am super grateful that you're here listening because I know that you could be anywhere in the world right now, but you are choosing to share this moment with me and for that i am beyond grateful this podcast has been a pretty surreal experience and though she is small she is fierce she is so 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 fierce because i've been receiving a lot of dms and a lot of praise on the show and just hearing about how so many people are learning from it and just hearing that is everything because this podcast is not about me y'all this podcast is not about me but it's about us and it's about collective healing about discovering our truths and fully stepping into them it's about becoming an active participant in life and showing your magnificence to yourself and the world like y'all got me started right now <laughs> because for many of us our magic it was stolen. It was stolen before we could even understand that we had it. And it was taken from us, from people, from society, our parents, our family members, peers, teachers, whatever, you name it. There have been people in situations that have affected our lives and they did it in a way where it just, it really did a number on us and it put a lot of us in an autopilot mode and we we're just going in that autopilot mode because it's all that we knew <laughs> until now. We are breaking patterns. We are breaking patterns. That's another premise of the show. It's just breaking patterns for this lifetime and for the generations to come behind us. And I'm going to get off of my soapbox in a minute. <laughs> but seriously, I could go on and on because this show is really, really just about creating change through taking small steps. And to hear that it's doing that, oh my goodness, it just gives me chills. And I just, I love it so, so much. So today we're going to continue on with our learning. But before we do, if you haven't yet, I would certainly appreciate it if you could please leave a review for the show on iTunes because more reviews means more people are likely to access the show. And the more ears we can get on this content, the more healing we can spread throughout the globe. And I just have really, really big dreams for this show. And I'm so excited for the day that we come together and we have these powerful conversations in person through workshops, because the internet is a powerful tool. But I know y'all feel me on this nothing compares to being in a room full of people having these healing conversations. The energy is just completely different and it is infectious. 
And I I just have all of these dreams and visions and goals in my mind. And I already know who I want on the panel, but I'm going to save that. (laughs) So if you could, if you could just pause this and post a review right now, I would be eternally grateful. If you don't have iTunes, whatever listening platform you are listening to this on, if you could just pop a review on there, I w- that would just mean the world to me. So thank you so, so much for that. Alrighty, so let's get on into the show. This episode is the start of a juicy ass thread I'll be doing over the next few weeks. Because with us working to reclaim our own voices, our spaces, our existence, and all the things, it's only fitting to begin with what I consider to be pretty much a basic human need in today's society, and that is self-care. Now, self-care is one of those buzzwords that's consistently thrown around, and it's presented to us as bubble baths and green smoothies and sunsets and doing yoga and going on retreats and just really, really following the idea of treat yourself, right? (laughs) Just really treating yourself to a fancy or luxurious reward for working hard or overcoming something stressful. It's really presented to us as this indulgent thing we need to do in order to feel worthy about ourselves, but that's not the full truth. That is a part of it. Yes, all of those wonderful things are a part of it, but that's not specifically what self-care is. Self-care is about creating daily intentions and performing actions that honor our existence. It's all of the things that we're doing here at Everyday Intentions. And in fact, I would personally argue that self-care is vital to our existence. And it's a compilation of the small things we do every single day to experience either joy or healing on a mental a physical, emotional, and spiritual level. And I would say it's a path back to really discovering ourselves and our truth. And sometimes this isn't really highlighted, but sometimes self-care is not joyful. (laughs) It's not a joyful process. It's not indulgent. It's not luxurious. Sometimes it is hard, like really hard. Like, I don't want to do this at all hard. Like y'all can have all of this type of hard. And it just requires so much of us to really step into it and own it and work with it and acknowledge the parts that are going to be really, really tough for us because that is going to be what opens us up to the possibility of what we can step into. So just to reel this in a little bit, I just want to give an example of a way self-care can be tough, but it can be necessary also. So for me personally, I've had to pretty much bless and release someone I love from my life because I just know that they're they're terrible for my energy. <laughs> and I love them with every inch of my soul, but when I'm around them, I just feel drained, I feel used, and I feel depleted. And it's something that I had to go back and forth with a lot because they are a family member, they are close to me, but just knowing that it's really hard to be in their energy, it made me feel guilty. It really made me feel guilty because I 
just feel like I had an obligation to be in this person's life because they're part of my family, right? And I had to come to the terms with the fact that though they love me, they only see me as an opportunity to get something. And that, as much as it, it's hard to admit it, and it breaks my heart to even say this online, but it's the truth. And the truth is that I will never be able to change that por- person, nor do I want to change that person because that's just who they're deciding to be and who they're continuing to show up as. And it's really, really hurtful to realize that we have to let go of our expectations of certain people in order to protect ourselves and do what's best for us. So I had to make a tough decision. And I had to make the decision to really distance myself from this person because, you know, being around them, when it would bring me down, it would bring down like my attention to my son or my intention, attention to my other family, my attention to my other projects. And it would just really affect me in the most negative way. And I had to either, I had to choose myself. Like self-care is us really, really choosing ourselves. And anytime that we decide to do that, it allows us to access healing. And so for me, what this process has looked like is has been releasing this person, re- retaining contact where really just through messages, like not being in this person's like physical space, because that's too much for me, but then also still just praying for them, sending them love energetically, and just wishing the best for them. Those are ways that I'm continuing to work in this process. So it's something still very new, very raw for me. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. But in doing that and setting that boundary with this person and creating that boundary for myself, I just feel a lot better as if that obligation is is not there as much as it was before, because it's something I'm still really working through. So I'm gonna just tell y'all self care sometimes ain't ain't pretty. And it seeps into making these decisions in every other corner of our lives. So everything we do from how we speak, how we eat, how much we sleep, how we parent, communicate, how we deal with our finances, how we deal with other people, (laughs) whether in romantic or platonic relationships, how we are with our fitness, how we are with our mindset, our time management, our acts of service, you know, how service oriented we are, our jobs, our work environments, our spirituality, (laughs) how we play and express ourselves, everything. If you can think of something in your life, it's going to require some self-care and some attention to detail. So you can see how I said earlier, it is a vital part of our existence because it is literally in every single crevice and corner of our daily lives. And it's something that we have to realize that we can't keep putting on the tail end of our to-do list. We really, really have to mark ourselves as a priority on that list and seed in care throughout the day. So if you're new to the whole concept of self-care, don't worry. I, your girl got you covered. (laughs) I'm going to go through a couple ways where you can identify where your self-care game is lacking And we're going to just talk about a couple things that you can do in the meantime to really 
start to pay more attention and bring more awareness about your level of self-care. And as the episodes unfold, you'll be introduced to various areas of your life where you can start to add in more small ways, like always, always small ways and shifts that you can introduce into your life and remove from your life. So you can really feel like you are walking, breathing, and moving in alignment. So I want to start with a little questionnaire on self-care. And it's really, really simple. It's just four questions and they're centered around real life situations. And all you have to do is answer yes, if the situation applies to you and no, if it doesn't. So please don't cheat. (laughs) I shouldn't have to say that, but you know what? There's always that one person that needs 100% on the quiz. And if that's you, I'm rolling my eyes at you because you need the most help. (laughs) And yes, I'm judging you. No, but seriously, please answer the questions openly and honestly, you know, really take inventory of your life and be honest. Like, damn, like I'm great at doing that. Or actually, I don't do that at all. Or maybe it's a, yeah, I do that a little bit, but I know that I could be better at that. So here we go. Number one, when I wake up in the morning, I visualize how I want to feel for the day. Number two, I do things that I enjoy for the hell of it simply because it's fun. Number three, I constantly feel rushed and overwhelmed. Number four, I have a hard time speaking up for myself and setting boundaries with other people. So reflect on your answers and what do you think? Do you have a strong self-care game or are there some areas where you know that you can make adjustments? Like if you need to make adjustments, that is totally cool. That's totally okay. And to be honest, your self-care is always going to require adjustments because we're constantly evolving. You're always changing. You're getting introduced to new things. You're getting new truths exposed to you, opened up for you. So it's always going to be something that is very, very fluid. But I always want you to make sure that you're aware of where it's at in your life so that you can make those necessary adjustments in the moment. So what I want to do next is I want to go back through each statement to see where there's an opportunity for you to introduce some self-care into your life if it's something that you're absolutely not doing. And I also want to share my process with these four statements. And I'm going to keep this light or try to because we're going to explore together over the next several weeks. But I thought it would be helpful to give you some context. So with number one, When I wake up in the morning, I visualize how I want to feel for the day. Now, now, (laughs) how many of y'all just roll on out of bed and into the daily duties of life? Let's say you pop up and before you can even see clearly, (laughs) you're scrolling through Instagram or you're looking at emails, preparing for work, you make some coffee use the bathroom. Now I'm just saying we all we all human we all do it. (laughs) But you know, you do that and boom, you're off to work, right? That that's literally it. 
you didn't take one second to yourself to even check in and think about how you would like the day to go, how you would like to feel. You may have prayed for safety and protection, maybe, but really you just woke up and took off to pour your energy into whatever the day has in store for you. And if you didn't sleep well, you're giving from an empty energy storage. (laughs) You're pouring from a cup that's already empty. So you, my friend, are going to spend the day not liking yourself, not liking the people around you. And guess what? Your coworkers ain't going to fuck with you either. (laughs) They're not going to like you either. (laughs) Friends, we can't give from an empty cup. And when we try to, we're more likely to be burnt out. We're more likely to be anxious, tired, rushed. And we have this feeling of being out of control. It's kind of like the world is just spinning around us and we're doing our best to keep up. And our energy feels spread so thin. And what we don't realize is that we have so much power over how we want to feel in a given moment. We really, really do. (laughs) But it really, really takes a practice of intentionally taking five to 10 minutes in the morning to take care of ourselves. And one thing that I really enjoy doing, and this is very new for me, um, just like I said, as always, very transparent, very taking you all on the journey with me. But what I really enjoy doing in the morning is really sitting and visualizing how I want to feel during the day. And the way I do this is I sit down, I get quiet, and I focus on what I want to feel. So the one that's been really active for me has been gratitude because life has been really busy. You know, my kid is out of school. My schedule is literally all over the place. So gratitude is what helps me to come back to being present and in the moment and just being really grateful for being able to be here with him, taking care of him, taking him to all of his different stuff. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. And that's what I do. I sit down, I close my eyes, I take some nice deep breaths, and I really focus on the energy of gratitude and what it feels like. And I think about all the times where I have been truly thankful for just things in my life and people in my life. And the same energy that I felt during those situations is the same energy that I draw up on. And what I like to do is I like to take the feeling of that energy and I call this putting it on as armor, right? I put it on as my energetic armor and that is what really covers me and protects me throughout the day. Because like everyone else, I deal with really petty fuck shit during the day, (laughs) And I face it, I'm real about it, but then I'm also like, if I am protected by this energetic armor of being in gratitude, it really helps me shift the way I'm looking at things and the way that I'm perceiving people. And I'm really tuned into the different lessons that whatever is happening is trying to teach me. And it might take a hit at my energy, right? It might chip away at it, but it doesn't take me out. And so I hope you're able to really connect with this because that that's hella self-care. 
It is. So if we can take on the energy of happiness, right? I want to feel so happy throughout my entire day that nothing can fuck with me. I'm literally unfuck with the bowl because I've chosen to be happy. Then when the petty stuff happens, it doesn't affect us. It kind of bounces off of our armor. Do we get dings and scratches? Yes, but we don't get taken out by it. There's a clear difference there. So right now, if this is something that you're feeling, if you, if you don't take the time to really connect to how you want to feel today and you find that like all of your energy is literally spread everywhere, I encourage you to just sit quiet, connect to one specific emotion you want to feel, one feeling that you want to feel throughout your day. And I'm actually working on a meditation to share this process with you all. So as I get more concrete in it and I practice it more, I'm more than happy to add that to give that to you, to share that with you, because I think it's, it's so, so wonderful to do. So moving on to the next one, I make time to do things that I enjoy for the hell of it, (laughs) simply because it's fun. Now, now, how often do you do things for pure enjoyment instead of doing it to be productive? How about that? Do you feel the pressure of always needing to accomplish something with your time? Do you feel like something should just always be getting done every single minute? If it's not getting done, then you're wasting time, you're wasting potential, you're wasting life, right? You can go deep down into the rabbit hole. And if so, if that is you, then we need to talk, friend, because we are missing out on a huge opportunity for self-care. And that is using our time to have some fun and to play. Fun and play are two of the most overlooked and essential components of life. Like they're just, they're not just things that only kids can do because they have free time. When you really think about fun and play and you research it, because I was researching brain development and the effects of fun and play and expression on our brain. And what I found is that they're not only critical for our development, but they're also critical for our survival. They help us reduce stress. They help us work through energetic blockages. They supply us with critical thinking skills. And like that's to say the least. There's so many other things that happen that we don't even realize when we're having fun and we're playing. Like our brain is just opening up different pathways. And, you know, there's different chemicals released in our brain, like that that feel good chemical dopamine. There's there's a lot going on when we have a good time and play. Like even our memory, we have a better chance of retaining memory when we're doing an activity where we're learning and we're also playing. We're more likely to connect to the memory of that because it gave us a positive feeling. So there there's a lot that goes into it. And when we're having fun and playing, especially with a fun and engaging activity, we're increasing our cognitive function. We really are. And I I was thinking about this as I was reading and researching, and I was trying to find just different uh, situations that I could apply this to. And the one that called out to me the most was when my friends and I went to an escape room last year. And we just decided to do it on the whim because they were super popular. We hadn't tried it before. We thought it was something that would be fun. And I think we found a Groupon or something. But (laughs) we just wanted to see what the hype was about. And when we got in there, (laughs) 
That shit was so much work. <laughs> there were all types of decisions that had to be made. Like we had to we had to put our imaginations on blast. And we were in there having a good old time. Like I got some friends who really, really was with the shits and they was like putting all the pieces together. It was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. And just in going back, like, dang, like that was hitting on all the points that I spoke about earlier is how we were using our imagination. We were increasing our cognitive function. Like that's a memory that I'll never forget. And just putting the different puzzles together and trying to figure things out and trying to be creative. And we're stacking boxes different ways, looking at if patterns match. And there was a lot of stuff that we were doing with us intending to just go out and do this thing for fun. And so I say all this to say that when we are choosing to have fun and we're choosing to do an activity that truly engages us, we're never, ever losing time. In fact, we are being even more productive. And with that specific time, it was also time well spent because we were spending time connecting with each other and building like building a memory together, like you know, a friendship. So when you really get granular with it, a lot was happening. So if you want to learn an instrument, like you don't need to be the best to do something new. And that's something I really want to drill into you because that's something I really be working on myself. (laughs) But if it's something that you want to do, like if you want to learn an instrument, right, and you don't have no intention of being a famous artist or whatever, or if you want to become an actress or an actor and you're not interested in making it to the big screen, I still encourage you to do it because it not only satisfies that desire on your heart, but it gives your brain and body a boost by trying something new. And plus, when we're interested in something and it's fun too, we're more likely to continually do it because it also lights up the pleasure centers in our brains. So having fun and playing are actually two of the most productive and healing things that we can do. So what I want you to do is think of a list of three things, or if you can, write down three things that you always wanted to try And pick one and just do it this month. Like, it's okay if you're a beginner. It's okay if it's something that you've never done. This is another thing that I'm doing with CrossFit right now. Like, I am am the most beginning beginner. (laughs) Like, I have a history in lifting weights. But when it comes to CrossFit, it's a whole new world. And it is intimidating AF. But I am learning so much. And I'm learning flows and rhythms and There's just a lot going on and it's fun for me specifically. So think of three things that you want to try and choose one and dedicate this month to doing that one thing. Number three, I constantly feel rushed and overwhelmed. Mm, 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 mm. (laughs) This is something that I've cycled through a lot. And I can tell you that this one, it comes from a few places, but for the purpose of keeping this episode nice and to the point, I'm going to focus on or point out the red flags that popped up to me when I, when I wrote this statement down. So if you're constantly feeling rushed and overwhelmed, you're either over committing yourself and and or (laughs) you're not being intentional with your time. Now time, baby time, time is one of the most precious, most valuable resources that we have. 
and many of us waste the hell out of it. Especially, I'm going to pick at social media with this one. <laughs> because we all know it, it's a trap. <laughs> it, can, it can be a trap. It's not always a trap. But I, when I was doing my daily random scroll today, right? Because I'm not above any of this stuff. It is still stuff that I still be doing, even though, you know, I'm working on being better at it. But when I was doing my daily scroll, I caught a story from one of my friends and she put up this amazing story about social media and she was talking about the importance of taking social media breaks. Now, I do this here and there. Um, I actually try every day not to be on it still so much, but she really, really honed in on the concept of taking intentional social media breaks and the way she phrased it was really, really brilliant. And she spoke about social media being a wonderful tool, which we all know it is, but it's also a time suck, which we all know that it is. And she was saying that we should really be mindful or super intentional about whether or not our social media adds value to our lives or distracts us from life. Okay, so let me break this down. If you're a business, you're on social media all damn day, right? Especially if you're a sole proprietor, You are coming up with content to engage with potential customers. You're building your platform. You're cultivating relationships or potential collabs. You're just on there throwing value left and right, right? Slinging it left and right. (laughs) And even if you're not a business owner, you may be on social media looking for communities. You might be learning a new skill. Hell, you might be looking for a dose of inspiration because we all need that, right? All of those are value adds. I actually have a friend who runs her business on social media and she likes to take 10 minute breaks to just laugh at funny animal videos in between clients because that goes back to that play and fun for her. It's just fun. She gets on, she laughs, she releases a bit of stress and she's back into servicing, right? Value add. And I do that too. Like I love one of my favorite things every damn day to do is send funny memes to friends because for me, I'm really, really like, even if you watch my Instagram stories, I don't know that you find me funny, but I actually think I'm pretty hilarious. (laughs) But one of the things I love to do is just play. I love to play because I was deprived of that so much that I'm really, really craving that and working on working that into my life more. But I love to send, to take breaks and send funny memes to people because it's laughter, it's fun, it's enjoyment. And I actually have, I have like 10 people that I send funny stuff to every day and we watch it or read it and we get back to life. That to me, value add because it's just taking time to connect, have fun, boom, back into life, right? Now where social media can become a time suck is when this happens. All right. Now tell me this ain't some real stuff. (laughs) So let's say you start off looking at one person's page, right? And then you see their tag, their friend who might have been like dressed interesting. I don't know. Maybe they had on a cool outfit. So then you go to friend's page, right? And friend is actually a part of a dance crew. 
So then you go to the dance page, just like looking at different dance moves, right? And then someone is dancing with like a lit ass ice cream. So then you end up on the ice creams business page and then you see someone wearing some sunglasses that caught your eye and now you're on the damn sunglass website contemplating if you should spend that $120 you have, but you, you know you don't really have it because you know you need to get food and gas for the rest of the month. So then now your ass is in your bank account looking at your transactions like what the heck did I spend my money on? And now you mad because you ain't got no money. You ain't got no ice cream. You ain't got no sunglasses. You can't dance. And now you about to be late for work because you just lost the last 45 minutes of your time on social media. That is not a value add. (laughs) Time suck. Or let's say it's not social media, right? Maybe it's procrastination. Maybe you wait until the last possible second to get something done and you end up rushing to complete it in full-blown anxiety mode and you end up doing 10 extra steps, staying up five extra hours and throwing three extra tantrums because you allowed the last three damn weeks to pass by unbothered and you just knew you could have done better. That's a time suck. So we, I'm pretty sure we can all find these examples in our lives. And let's talk about a way that we can combat this one here. So given the age of technology, like we are all busy bees. We are all doing all the things like Auntie Wendy Williams said, we dipping and doing all day, right? But what I found to be the most productive and helpful thing that I can do with my time, because this is something that I am really, really working on. And I'm working on creating, like living by my calendar and time blocking different activities and setting a due date. And this is something that I learned from a good friend. This is something that we do uh, at work. We time block things. So we only we know exactly what we're going into the day with and we know exactly how much time that we're going to spend in it. And that allows us to just like knock things out and get things done. And it sounds like a lot. Yes, it sounds like a lot. But let me tell y'all, sometimes having structure in our lives allows us to create more flow. Having structure, especially this type of structure, it really allows us to look at our day and be mindful about how we're spending our precious, precious time. It allows us to get clear clear as heck so what I encourage you to do with this one is take a look at your schedule take a look at it what you do every single day especially the things that you do repeatedly every single day look at your schedule and identify the potential areas of free time that you can possibly have and then also note where you waste time too Note where you're not adding value to your life by being intentional with your time. And note where you can seed in opportunities to be intentional about it. Where you can seed in different activities or different steps that you can complete. Or if you, let's say you're traveling next month, right? What are the things that you need to do to prepare for that? What can you start on right now? No matter how big or small the goal is, when we're intentional with our time, we're capable of anything. When we're intentional with our time, anything is possible. And when we're respectful of our time, 
it just feels so much better knowing that your stuff is taken care of. (laughs) So managing our time and respecting our time is absolutely self-care. All right, and the final statement is I have a hard time speaking up for myself and setting boundaries with other people. Who child. Okay. This is one that I'm also learning and this is why I started the podcast. <laughs> this is exactly why I started the podcast. The best way that we can take care of ourselves is by advocating for ourselves in any situation, especially when it comes to other people. I don't know about y'all, but I've always had this story of just going with the flow of other people's ideas, even though I'm an Aquarius and I hate that shit. Like Aquarius people, (laughs) we love to go to the beat of our own drum. Like we love to make our own rules. We love to just go with our own flow. But growing up as a people pleaser or having that tendency Always being on other people's time, submitting to their will, putting myself on the back burner because I was just afraid to disappoint people. If you're a people pleaser, raise your hand. Like shout out to the people who have people pleasing characteristics. (laughs) Shout out to y'all around the globe because I know that you feel this. Like we see things and we notice things that upset us, but we also remain quiet because underneath it all, we feel that someone else's experience is more important than ours, right? And what I can tell you is that constantly being at the mercy of other people's wants and wishes will always leave us feeling emptied and undervalued. And I want you to know that you are worth so much more. And as we grow to know ourselves, we teach people how to act around us. We teach people how to treat us. We do this by becoming our own advocate. Everyone is operating from their own beliefs of how the world should be based on their history and their perceptions. And I can tell you, when you learn to set boundaries and assert your opinion and say no to others, especially if it's something that you truly believe in or you truly don't want, like when you really step up and you become an advocate for yourself, regardless of how it makes other people feel, you open yourself up to just being so much more confident in who you are. And I can tell you that when you share your opinion or when you say no to others, especially especially if it's something you truly don't want, you say yes to yourself. When you say no to anything that doesn't serve you, like being quiet or in the background or just allowing stuff to fly, when you say, no, I'm not going to stand for that anymore. I'm about to say something. Or when you just tell someone no straight up, you say yes to yourself. And how other people react to your no or if they don't really agree, it's simply a reflection on them. Unless you're super disrespectful with it, which that may or may not be necessary. But it's a reflection on them. So let's talk about how this looks. Um, let's say a friend is inviting you out, but you truly don't want to go. So instead of just being like, nah, girl, I'm gonna catch you next time. 
because you're afraid of how that's going to make your friend feel, you avoid saying that and you spend a few hours just kind of like lollygagging and then you wait, you wait, you wait, and then you text your friend making up a story about how you're not feeling well and that you can't make it even though y'all supposed to hang out. Or you go against your wishes and you just go anyway and then you spend the entire time thinking about all the other things that you could have used that time for, but instead you out with your friend not having fun. (laughs) You can learn to say no. You can learn to set boundaries. You can learn to tell people what you are available for and what you're not available for. And guess what? Even if it catches them off guard, and even if in the moment you feel like a terrible person, or let's say you have what's called a vulnerability hangover where you share something and you wish you kind of had it, you can still say no because you're going to move through those emotions. And the more you practice this, the less affected you're going to be. Because when you think about it, for many of us, no, the word no always signified a bad thing and it was the result of being punished. So a lot of us grew up avoiding saying no at all costs, And we didn't realize that we were also saying no to our well-being. But when you can redefine your relationship to the word no, you can see that it's actually quite healthy and it can lead to a better quality of life because it contributes back to that confidence we spoke about earlier. It contributes back to that confidence and taking ownership of your experience. And it's a beautiful lesson for your friend to learn that you have boundaries. It allows you to connect deeper to your friend and create a real friendship that has more substance to it. And if there's anyone who has a problem with you saying no or setting boundaries, it's an opportunity for you to reevaluate the relationship. Because trust me, I have hella friends that tell me no. And hell of friends I say no to as well. And it's all good. It just builds a more respectful connection because I know who is down to do what. I know who is down to do not to do. (laughs) I know who is down to hang out during the day. I know who wants to be the night out. I know who wants to work out and who wants to eat. I know who wants to do what. So it's just easier for me to reach out and be like, yo, you want to do this with me? And the person would be like, yeah, let's do it. Or no, you know, I'm actually on vacation or I'm busy or I got life going on. Let's reschedule. Or even if I do have plans with someone, if they say like, you know what, actually, I was really looking forward to hanging out, but I can't anymore because I really got to focus on getting this project done. All right, girl, cool. I'll catch you next time. Right. There's no pressure in that. And I love the friendships where there's no pressure. There's no walking on eggshells. Y'all just know what's up. But I'm gonna let that be that. And I just wanted to really give you a preview of what we'll be talking about over the next few weeks. And I really want you to know if like, I just really wanted you to see that self care extends beyond material things, and what we can get. It really does seep into everything. And it's so, so important. It's not always glamorous. It's not always expensive. But it is always advocating for your well-being and it is truly a privilege. And if you have that privilege, I encourage you to use it to your advantage. Use it to connect deeper to who you are. 
Use it to be honest with who you are. Even if you want to create a change and you're not sure how you're going to get there yet, guess what? You can look at your schedule, time block, put your intention in your schedule. Wake up in the morning, cover yourself in an intention day by day by day by day. And guess what? You'll look up and you'll be like, damn, I'm actually here. What just happened? So we're going to continually dive deep into this and explore this term because as you can see, it goes deep. (laughs) But I really encourage you that as you go throughout your day, really start to notice, 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 notice everything. Awareness is everything. Paying attention is everything. Slowing down is everything. But notice where you're not taking the best care of yourself and where you would potentially like to spend being more intentional with yourself. That was a word, y'all. So thank you so much for sticking with me through this one. I know it's a bit of a longer one, but I just felt like this was really, really important to share with you. And I just really poured my heart into this episode. And I really, really thank you for sharing space with me again. Hit me up on Instagram and let me know your thoughts on this episode, um, because this is a big one that we get to tackle together. And y'all will most likely bring me ideas about self-care that I never would have thought of um, just because, you know, we have different experiences. And I love, love, love hearing about people's differences. I really do love it. So let's keep the conversations going. Let's keep sharing. Let's keep doing all the things. If you could please leave a review for the podcast, I would truly appreciate it. And I just thank you so much. So until next time, take care.